Part six of Pamphylia to Amphilanthus. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Elizabeth Clett, Houston, Texas, January 2008. Pamphylia to Amphilanthus by Lady Mary Roth. Part six. Four songs and nine sonnets. Song one. Sweet, let me enjoy thy sight, More clear, more bright than morning sun, Which in springtime gives delight, And by which summer's pride is won. Present sight doth pleasures move, Which in sad absence we must miss. But when met again in love, Then twice redoubled is our bliss. Yet this comfort absence gives, And only faithful loving tries, that, though parted, love's force lives as just in heart as in our eyes. But such comfort banish quite. Far sweeter is it still to find favour in thy loved sight, Which present smiles with joys combined. Eyes of gladness, lips of love, and hearts from passion not to turn, But in sweet affections move, in flames of faith to live and burn. Dearest, then, this kindness give, and grant me life which is your sight, wherein I more blessed live than graced with the sun's fair light. Two. Sweet Sylvia in a shaded wood, with her fair nymphs laid down, saw not far off where Cupid stood, the monarch of love's crown, all naked, playing with his wings within a myrtle tree. Which sight a sudden laughter brings, his godhead so to see. And fondly they began to jest, with scoffing and delight, Not knowing he did breed unrest, and that his will's his right, When he perceiving of their scorn, grew in such desperate rage, Who but for honour first was born, could not his rage assuage, Till shooting of his murdering dart, which not long lighting was, knowing the next way to the heart, did through a poor nymph pass. This shot the others made to bow, besides all those to blame, who scorners be, or not allow, of powerful Cupid's name. Take heed, then, nor do idly smile, nor love's commands despise, for soon will he your strength beguile, although he want his eyes. Three. Come, merry spring, delight us, For winter long did spite us. In pleasure still persever, Thy beauties ending never. Spring and grow, lasting so, With joys increasing ever. Let cold from hence be banished, Till hopes from me be vanished, But bless thy dainties growing, In fullness freely flowing. Sweet birds sing for the spring, all mirth is now bestowing. Philomel in this arbour Makes now her loving harbour, Yet of her state complaining, Her notes in mildness straining, Which thought sweet, yet do meet, Her former luckless paining. 4. Lovers, learn to speak but truth, Swear not, and your oaths forgo, Give your age a constant youth, Vow no more than what you'll do. Think it sacrilege to break what you promise, 
shall in love and in tears what you do speak forget not when the ends you prove. Do not think it glory is to entice, and then deceive, your chief honours lie in this, by worth what one is not to leave. Tis not for your fame to try, what we weak not oft refuse, in our bounty our faults lie, when you to do a fault will choose. Fie, leave this, a greater gain, tis to keep when you have won, than what purchased is with pain, soon after in all scorn to shun. For if worthless to be prized, why at first will you it move? And if worthy, why despised? You cannot swear, and lie, and love. Love, alas, you cannot like, tis but for a fashion moved. None can choose and then dislike, unless it be by falsehood proved. But your choice is, and your love, how most number to deceive, as if honour's claim did move, like popish law, none safe to leave. Fly this folly, and return unto truth in love, and try none but martyrs happy burn, more shameful ends they have that lie. Sonnet One. My heart is lost. What can I now expect? An evening fair after a drowsy day? Alas, fond fancy, this is not the way to cure a mourning heart, or salve neglect. They who should help, do me and help reject, embracing loose desires and wanton play, while wanton base delights do bear the sway, and impudency reigns without respect. O Cupid, let thy mother know her shame. Tis time for her to leave this youthful flame, which doth dishonour her, is age's blame, and takes away the greatness of thy name. Thou god of love, she only queen of lust, yet strives by weakening thee to be unjust. 2. Late in the forest I did Cupid see, cold, wet, and crying, he had lost his way, and being blind was farther like to stray which sight a kind compassion bred in me. I kindly took and dried him, while that he, poor child, complained. He sturved was with stay, and pined for want of his accustomed prey, for none in that wild place his host would be. I glad was of his finding, thinking sure this service should my freedom still procure, and in my arms I took him then unharmed, carrying him safe unto a myrtle bower. But in the way, he made me feel his power, burning my heart, who had him kindly warmed. 3. Juno, still jealous of her husband Jove, descended from above on earth to try, whether she there could find his chosen love, which made him from the heavens so often fly. Close by the place where I for shade did lie, she chasing came. But when she saw me move, have you not seen this way, said she, to high one, in whom virtue never ground did prove? He in whom love doth breed to stir more hate, courting a wanton nymph for his delight. His name is Jupiter, my lord, by fate, who for her leaves me, heaven, his throne, and light. I saw him not, said I, although here are many in whose hearts love hath made like war. 4. When I beheld the image of my dear, With greedy looks mine eyes would that way bend, Fear and desire did inwardly contend, 
fear to be marked, desire to draw still near. And in my soul a spirit would appear, which boldness warranted, and did pretend to be my genius, yet I durst not lend, my eyes in trust, where others seemed so clear. Then did I search, from whence this danger rose, if such unworthiness in me did rest, as my starved eyes must not with sight be blessed, when jealousy her poison did disclose. Yet in my heart unseen of jealous eye, the truer image shall in triumph lie. 5. Like to huge clouds of smoke, which well may hide the face of fairest day, though for a while, so wrong may shadow me, till truth do smile, and justice sun-like hath those vapours tied. O doting time! Canst thou for shame let slide so many minutes, while ills do beguile thy age and worth, and falsehoods thus defile thy ancient good, where now but crosses bide? Look but once up, and leave thy toiling pace, and on my miseries thy dim eye place. Go not so fast, but give my care some end. Turn not thy glass, alas, unto my ill, since thou with sand it canst not so far fill, but to each one my sorrows will extend. 6. Oh, that no day would ever more appear, but cloudy night to govern this sad place, nor light from heaven these hapless rooms to grace, since that light's shadowed which my love holds dear. Let thickest mists in envy master here, and sun-born day for malice show no face, disdaining light where Cupid and the race of lovers are despised, and shame shines clear. Let me be dark, since barred of my chief light, and wounding jealousy commands by might. But stage-play-like disguised pleasures give. To me it seems as ancient fictions make the stars, all fashions and all shapes partake while in my thoughts true form of love shall live. 7. No time, no room, no thought or writing can give rest or quiet to my loving heart, or can my memory or fancy scan the measure of my still-renewing smart. Yet would I not, dear love, thou shouldst depart, but let my passions as they first began rule, wound, and please, it is thy choicest art, to give disquiet which seems ease to man. When all alone I think upon thy pain, how thou dost travel our best selves to gain, then hourly thy lessons I do learn. Think on thy glory, which shall still ascend, until the world come to a final end, and then shall we thy lasting power discern. 8. How glow-worm-like the sun doth now appear! Cold beams do from his glorious face descend, Which shows his days and force draw to an end, Or that to leave taking, his time goes near. This day his face did seem but pale, though clear. The reason is, he to the north must lend his light, And warmth must to that climate bend, Whose frozen parts could not love's heat hold dear. Alas! If thou, bright sun, to part from hence grieve so, What must I, hapless, who from thence, Where thou dost go, my blessing shall attend? Thou shalt enjoy that sight for which I die, And in my heart thy fortunes do envy. Yet grieve, I'll love thee, for this state may mend. 9. 
9. My muse, now happy, lay thyself to rest. Sleep in the quiet of a faithful love. Write you no more, but let these fancies move some other hearts. Wake not to new unrest. But if you study be those thoughts addressed to truth, which shall eternal goodness prove, enjoying of true joy the most and best, the endless gain which never will remove. Leave the discourse of Venus and her son to young beginners, and their brains inspire with stories of great love, and from that fire get heat to write the fortunes they have won. And thus leave off. What's past shows you can love. Now let your constancy your honour prove. End of Pamphylia to Amphilanthus by Lady Mary Roth